0: Welcome to this week's podcast
1: of life as we know it
0: starring myself Patrick Solomon
1: and the one and only the great Hambino Jacob Ham.
0: didn't cut you off that time we're Thank doing you. it I appreciate we're doing that. it uh, we're doing it live from the couch we're kicking with our protein shakes You sound a little out of shape out of shape dude yeah you're kind of loud huffing and
1: puffing huffing and puffing you want to know why why I've been smoking too many cigarettes you shouldn't do that. Let's go into this, dude. First thing I want to talk about. Okay. All right? What do you think about Trump banning all transgenders into the military? As a military man, I want to know your thoughts on it. Uh, well. Yeah, tell me.
0: First, I feel like to answer this, you need a my opinion on transgender and people. Okay. And my opinion is that I, I believe it's a mental disorder. That if somebody wants to be something or somebody else um they don't accept themselves per se they want to be another gender i find that that there's something chemically wrong with your brain okay and and since that uh i think they shouldn't be allowed in the military uh one big reason is because there's so many other things i could disqualify you from mm -hmm. being in the military and you're telling me that somebody with flat feet can't get into military, but somebody that gets their dick cut off and gets a vagina can come into military.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can say that. What, but what if, so you don't like a lot of people argue that everybody deserves the right to be, to have, to yeah. have the opportunity to serve. It's
0: like a broad subject because it's not even just about transgenders. I feel like it's just the military in general. I think we've brought this up before is that I feel that, Mothers of America, the government, the people, the pity party, whatever you want to call it, what they're doing is they're trying to make the military for everybody and it's not meant for everybody or everybody would do it. Um, I'm not saying that you can't if you want to do it, go for it, but it's not made for everybody and that's what makes it special. And I think they're taking it. They're taking something away. And honestly, turning people off that want to go in or maybe stay in because it's like, okay, this is turning into a fucking joke.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, th- that's one of the biggest reasons I got out is because I felt like the standards that of uh, Marines coming in were just going lower and lower and lower. And it's like everybody always says, like, oh, when I was back in my day, back in my core, it was harder and harder and harder. And and, and I believe that because. I mean, I, I was getting, we were getting dudes that could only do two pull-ups and shit. Mm-hmm. And they're guys. So it's like the whole argument with even females coming in. It's like they're just lowering the standards for guys so they're lowering the standards for girls. I just feel like the standards are being dropped because no one wants to be that asshole that goes, oh, sorry, um, you didn't make the cut.
0: Well, I think up until, honestly, Trump came in office, I think the biggest problem that America was falling into and so many people are hooked on the idea is that people – um, believe that everybody and everything should be equal. Yeah. Which is bullshit. There's no way you can build a society with just Indians and no chiefs or a ton of chiefs and no Indians. And I feel like a lot of people caught it It's doing it. How do I sound right now? Sorry. Okay, fine. All right. I'm trying to get off topic. But. I feel like what it was was that America was so afraid while Obama was office to say anything that made somebody else be like, oh, America's being racist or America's not helping us. They're working against us. They were so afraid to hurt anybody else's feelings that it showed over an extended period of time that people grew into that. Mentality. I mean, there was. I mean, I'm sure there was protesters and stuff before Obama was in office. Yeah, but it was nowhere near well, as what it was towards the end of his term.
1: Yeah, and I think a big thing that has a place definitely social media on this. And I know we're jumping all over the place from starting with transgenders. And now we're talking about this. You know what? I want to go back to transgenders, but I know what you mean. And we'll hit that about the yeah, no, no, pretty yeah, much the ahead, movement of. Political correctness and the the spark of that.
0: Well, what do you have uh, to say about your opinion of transgenders in the military?
1: Um, there's some numbers about. I'm not a transgender expert, um, but I I've seen I see numbers, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few different arguments I have that I you know I think in my mind when I think about transgenders transgenders in the military. The first one being if you were gonna look, if I was gonna tell you, hey. You need to put together an army for your little island that you have. And a mercenary comes up to you and goes, Hey, um, I got these soldiers. Um, do you want them in your part of your army? And oh, but they have over a 40% suicide rate. Would you want those soldiers within your army and intertwined within your army already? Well, when you put it like that, it's
0: kind of a contradiction in my own mind. The reason I say that is because one thing, I'm going to dabble into this, one thing that I noticed a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but people I've seen it before that didn't want to go on deployments or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. they would uh, to say they were going to kill themselves or they were threaten that they were going to kill themselves. And yeah. like since you become suicidal, you're no longer a valuable asset to the military. Yeah, you're non-deployable. But on the flip side of that, on the flip side of that, I always say, well, that excuse wouldn't have worked in Vietnam because they would have said, "Oh, you want to kill yourself? Like well, I'll send you somewhere where that's not gonna, you know, be of too much of a, you know, an issue for that to probably happen." Or you're, you know. Yeah. So I see,
1: I see the argument you're trying to make on that, but at the same time, it's like we already got how many? I look, it's not 22 now. It's like around 20 mm-hmm. suicides a vet a day. Um, so if, if people who you know aren't going through depression, that is going normal. And you can't say that transgenders aren't going through depression because why do they have such a high suicide rate? So obviously, it's it's fair for me to generally say that transgenders face depression. So if we already have 22 killing themselves every day, and then putting in someone who's more likely to kill themselves, I imagine it's gonna be it's not a good asset to have in your military, especially when mission success is the the absolute most important thing. I mean, you could tell me, like, how many guys. Like, well, well this is the thing. Like, dude. How many guys in Afghanistan went through, like, you could tell they were, like, mentally, like, fuck this. Like, went completely internal.
0: Yeah, I think, honestly, everybody goes through it at some point. Um, You, you know, and that's, like, it really just. I honestly, like, I know transgender is the new thing. Like, being gay was but prior to being gender, transgender, and then. The whole female thing. I feel like all three of these things fall kind of in the same category. Yeah. But gays... No, well, no. The thing is, I get the whole... What I'm trying to get at is that it was something that the military wasn't okay with, and eventually they passed something that said it was okay. Nothing on my personal matter. I'm just... Those are facts.
1: Yeah. You don't have really an option on it. Yeah.
0: So, I could sit here and say, no, you shouldn't. But honestly... My perception of a transgender may not be the best perception because I've never personally met one before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And who's to say if a girl was a tomboy, then she becomes a boy. Isn't a badass? Well... You know, like, I feel like if they can meet the requirements, then by all means... I I'd, rather, I'd rather take the argument... Honestly, yeah, of, a, of, of a girl becoming a guy and wanting to go in as a transgender in the infantry versus a girl going in the infantry straight up.
1: That's that's ridiculous. Is it? Yeah. Well, well OK, it's cool that she's trying to be a boy, but at the same time now, logistically, this goes going through hormone treatment. And who's paying for the surgery?
0: The military is.
1: Yeah, that's that's not right.
0: All right. Well, I don't agree with that. I mean, I, I I, I see, I see. I mean, there's a lot of holes in this conversation. Yeah, back that up. There's a lot of holes in this conversation. Back the mic from your mouth.
1: There's a lot of holes in this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, because it comes muffled in when you're real close. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: I, you got to sit back. I don't. Why? Because you're blocking my camera.
1: Oh, my bad. I don't think so. I mean, how? If you think it's First off, I I don't think it's okay. Dude, they're I want to say that they're not going to be field ready. I'm just trying be devil's
0: advocate. I'm trying exactly. I'm yeah. trying to justify. it. I'm trying to see it from both ends. Um, yeah, I, I can because right, so. because because I'm tired of looking at situations like that person's completely fucking stupid because there's some some way that they're passionate about whatever it is and there's their reasons behind it. And I'm willing to hear their reasons. So this is the first time I've really sat
1: and thought about it. Yeah. Um, But I think it's also important at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the military is about mission success and people live and people fucking die. So you got to come to an opinion on it because if one... Logistics, cost, and... Okay. Amber Alert.
0: Amber Alert. I get what you're saying. You want to just wave that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Cool. So, no, I get what you're saying about mission success. I think a big flaw in the system right now is that we haven't been heavily active in, like, door-to-door war since all these changes came in. You know, females being allowed in the infantry, people trying to be transgender, stuff like that. It's all been happening in like a peacetime Marine Corps because the people that are in combat right now, it's few and far between versus how it was 10 years ago, let's say. Yeah. So let's say we go to World War Three, and, okay, we want women in the infantry now. We want transgenders in the military. Yeah. At that point, that is when society may be like, you know what maybe it isn't for everybody all of a sudden your son just died because that girl couldn't pick him up and run him across the battlefield
1: yeah that's what i but I, like personally i'm completely fine if a girl's in the infantry i don't really give a shit but no there shouldn't be any changes to the standard or any changes to the logistics of things if, if, if you're making logistics a lot harder because you're a female, then we have an issue. And if the standards are being dropped, so you can be in, so we can just play a numbers game and check the box and say you pass. We can because the girls, there hasn't been a girl yet that's passed OCS, which is the officer school, and the girls that passed Ranger School,
0: officer I'm, no OCS, uh, the infantry. Yeah, uh, dude, that, back that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah you you I could, got you. Yeah,
1: you gotta back that. I know, night. I know. Check I, this I, out. If this doesn't sound good, <laughs> no,
0: but see the thing is, it sounds kind of fucking. It sounds quiet to me when I'm talking like this. You're good. I'm
1: watching it. Look at right. See this race? Uh because you're probably gonna you're going nah, so I don't theory. want
0: I wasn't trying to cut you off. I just if any female officer hears this, I just don't want it to be misinterpreted that we don't know what we're talking about. Girls have made it through OCS, they just haven't made it through uh, Infantry Officer. Infantry that. officer yeah. course. Um And they also haven't have they made it through the school of infantry on the enlisted side?
1: Yeah. But from what I've heard from Marines and Marines that know the SOI instructors, which is School of Infantry, that they were passed and they there was multiple hikes where they didn't even make the hike without their pack. Like they had to give the pack to someone else. And you fucking know if we didn't finish a hike without our pack, you get dropped. Yeah, you have to do it again. And that, I heard it was the same thing with uh, the ranger school. Also, since there was females there, generals were spectating like the whole entire time. So all the hazing and all the character building, the good character building, you think I, it's somebody, somebody got bored. Hazing. all that shit goes out.
0: You ever think that what all this shit you think somebody was just sitting at a desk in a power position one day
1: and was no. bored and was like, you know what? You People, know what? You know what? No, dude. It, it starts from someone is like, they can't tell me I'm not allowed to do something. Like, how many transgender people are you in the military? Like, this huge thing is going on, but it's only, like, a few thousand people, right? That are even in the military that are trans. It's true. Like, I don't know. This like, is and how like, many trans people want to join the military? Not a lot.
0: That's what I mean. It's just, like, it's a stupid argument at how big of a deal is being made because of such a small percentage. Yeah. Well, also... if, if you, you Honestly, if somebody says look, you can't be in the military if you're transgender. At this point in time, I feel like
1: people should just say, okay. Because (laughs) if if only, if only, only. but see another thing I think people should ask themselves is like, where, where do you want more? No, where do you draw the line on transgenders? Because if I identify as a female and I start going through all these procedures, like who's to say, which people have done this, like there's a 40-year-old man who identifies as a six-year-old girl. There's some people out there that identify as animals and do get crazy procedures. So like if you're going to go fight to death on people that are saying that he can identify as a female even though he's a 50-year-old dude, then who's to say you can't go up to somebody like, he can identify as a fucking cat. He was just born in a human body. Like where does the line get drawn? Dude. That's why I think the whole thing is actually a mental disorder now see my thing dude is like i'm gonna go back to it like i said earlier well what do you think about what i just said though like, Oh,
0: th- like that well that's the thing i think right now the decisions that are being made are based on peacetime, and i think if we we're at war right now if we we're at full-blown war if you knew you were going oh, this to the military be happening. if you were in full if you were a full-blown war and it's, if you get signed up you're going fucking overseas in the combat yeah then who the fuck would we be speaking up people are fucking bored bro yeah people are bored because that changes fucking everything. True, you know, like if Vietnam right now was going on, no motherfucker. You know re- what? Transgender people would be like, oh fucking thank God, I don't have to go in the military. Yeah,
1: because you could get drafted or something. Are shit. you
0: fucking kidding? You know what I mean? Like how yeah. crazy is that to think about?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. If Vietnam was going on right now and there was a draft, he'd be like, oh yeah, I'm trans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tra- uh- oh shit. My bad. It's just that one. There we go. Test, oh. test. All right, we're back, oh guys. My goodness.
0: Sorry for the technical difficulties <laughs> oh right my there.
1: Goodness. my goodness. Maybe we should do it. All one right, one so
0: maybe, we should, maybe that was a sign to
1: uh, take this back take this to podcast table. to a different. We, uh, we got all excited doing the pool, and now we're like, yeah, let's get, let's get casual in here. And then look at us now. Look at us fucking now. Look at us now, Patrick.
0: You want to keep going with this? You want to go a
1: different? I don't route? know. Do you have something you want to talk about? Is there um, something specific? You, what's on your heart, man?
0: What's on my heart?
1: Okay, what's on mine? Well, you asked me. Okay, I'll go fuck myself.
0: That's fucking right. Mm. Uh, what's on my heart? Tell me what it is, man. Let it out. Um, I came to. I feel like I had a revelation this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up, I knew I wanted to go in the Marines, and I went in and I did that, and I got out. And I realized that I'm kind of just running rampant. You know, I'm making I'm making a living doing this, doing that. You know, taking care of myself, it's fine. Yeah. But I was like, yo, what goals do you have? What's your goal? And I was like, or what do you want to do? be doing in five years? Or what do you want to be doing in 10 years? And I was like, really had to think about it. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. I don't know. I thought I was going to be in the military for 20 years. Problem solved. But now I'm here. And I realized that what I'm passionate about is fitness heavily because through thick and thin, no matter what, over the past few years, no matter how shitty a situation or how good a situation was, the one thing I never turned my back on was going to the gym. Yeah. And that shows that I have a deep, cause I was sat there. I was like, what's one thing that stuck with you that you get thorough enjoyment out from the heart. And I was like, going to the gym and training other people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very satisfying to me and it was like kind of a revelation as it happened. Uh uh-huh. And, you know, I want to start taking steps to
1: being able to develop a life where I can do that for a living. Yeah. And I think that's good that you have, like, um, something in your crosshairs. And now it's just obviously. And I think once you hone in to what you want to do and put all your energy into, like, immersing yourself in your own Goals like this is the whole like because I had a revelation this week too because I've been reading this book. It's called "Be Obsessed or Be Average" by Greg Car- Greg Grant Cardone, who's like a big real estate guru, like master. But um, he talks about being obsessed and w- pretty much being obsessed with yourself. You know, why would I cheat myself out of so many things? Why would I cheat myself? Like I when I now my mindset lately has been like, if I see. A really really nice car I'm like I deserve that car if I see anything like any material I was like I deserve that I deserve this I love myself so much that I should have everything I want no matter what if I want to have a billion dollars I deserve to have a billion dollars but it's up to me to make sure that everything I do is for me to get there so when I wake up in the morning and I haven't been going on runs it's like no I deserve to go on the run I my body deserves to be the best version of myself, I deserve it. So, it and it's kind of ignited a fire within me because when, when I look at work and when I look at the podcast and when I look at fitness, I'm like, I the tasks to get where I go, where I want to go, that used to feel like mundane are now like, I look at it like I'm only doing, I'm doing this for me. Like this is just further developing myself. I and I love myself so much that. I should do this like, and it's, it's kind of a weird mindset. I have to put myself
0: in. It is, um, you know, I think, I mean, it's good because I think you have a good foundation set, so that's something that can drive you But for somebody that doesn't have a good foundation set or maybe as isn't as ambitious. Mm-hmm. I think self love would be the biggest factor in being able to use that. I can see how that mindset could be, make you very successful. Yeah. But you gotta love yourself, but, man. But if but if you don't have that heavy self love, then when you start saying things like "you know what, I deserve that car," and then maybe you're a little negative and you're like, "Do I really deserve it?"
1: Like, kind of, you know, something yeah. like that. That's the mindset. Well, th- yeah, and if you have that mindset, you're not gonna get that car. You're not gonna get that girl. You're not becoming. You're not gonna become a millionaire. Like you have to have the mindset where it's, "I'm gonna do that. I am that, and this is how it's gonna be." No matter what. And like what, we're, and it, people would say, oh, you're just being selfish. And it's really not. Because we talked about this. That was you. Maybe it was Travis. I was talking about if you treat your life like a business. Yeah, you said it on the last podcast. And, no, it wasn't on the podcast. Yeah, it, was it was in the car. No, you said it on the podcast. No, no, no. I was talking about Friendship, relationships. Friendships, yeah, I'm not, yeah. That's not what I'm about to go on. Okay. Treating your life, not your friendships. If okay. you treat your life like a business, like your life, like you're the CEO of this company called Jacob Ham. And it, the employees you have are one, co-host life as we know it; two, um, a fitness god; three, a salesman from a salesman freaking master. Um, these are all the employees you have. And so, um, a brother, a father, a, a boyfriend, a husband, whatever your roles are. These are all roles, and it's up to you to make sure that every single one of your employees are doing the absolute best they can, because your company deserves that. If you want your company to be extremely successful, you got to make sure that every role that you take on needs to be the best. So if someone who says you're being selfish, it's like, no, no, no. I'm going to be the best brother there is. I'm going to be the best father there is. And that's how I'm going to run my company. So now when I'm going out and looking throughout my day and someone talks to me, it's like, I'm going to be whatever role I'm playing in that moment. I'm being the best. And it's kind of like how I'm looking at things lately. It's like, If I'm on here and I'm on the show, we better be the best fucking podcast. Like, I want this podcast to be the number one, and we should be doing everything we can to make sure this podcast is number one.
0: That's why I'm ignited for sales
1: now, too. I'm like, I want to be the best sales guy in my company. And then beyond that, once I get there. So, I'm getting all fucking hyped up. No, No, I got you.
0: I like your fuego. It's kind of (laughs) like... Somebody used to say this to me when I was in high school. They're like,
1: sorry, it's a cord. Yeah, we're doing the table next time.
0: They're, uh, they said that, you know, because you go to school and you can waste away for it. I was like, you're there. You might as well put the effort in. Yeah. And get something out of it. But why? Okay, let's do a flip side to this. Because I see that you're motivated and everything. And I got it. And I'm feeding Fuck. off of it. I like it. Good. What?
1: Dude, fucking cord, dude. I have to get a new cord.
0: What are the biggest factors to get in the way of that mindset? Why do we go somewhere and not make the most of a situation and just kind of take up space lazy
1: man it's lazy you start listening to the part inside of you that's saying ah you can't do that you start second guessing yourself you start listening to it you need to bury that shit and the the best thing to do to bury it is to just keep focused on what your goals are if you just stay focused on what you need to do that's how you do it and you got to do it you got to be so obsessed that you're you just everything else that matters gets buried. Someone's going to come up to you like, oh, Pat, what are you doing with fitness? You know, that's a lot of work, right? You know, that I, I, I want you to do the best, but, you know, I don't, I don't want you working too hard. I don't want you using the same up all night. You are doing this and you can go, fuck you. I'm going to do everything I can to become the fucking best. You have to if you listen to those people and you start telling yourself, man, maybe I am working too hard. Maybe I am doing things like that. Then you start going down. You you're not burying it. You got to bury that shit. And the only way is to say you listen to. You and the, you make sure the people around you aren't average fuckers, you know, like quitters.
0: I think there's a fine line, though. Um, I said this to you earlier that somebody said to me this week that uh, sometimes you should just be be more gentle. And I want to say that, in a sense, if I understand what you're saying, you need to cut the weaknesses out of your life. But by suppressing certain things, if you suppress certain problems consistently... I feel like when other small things happen, you become very aggressive and very angry. I, at least for myself, I get very aggressive, very angry about little things that really shouldn't bother me. But because I suppressed other things per se, um, so well, I think I think I think of me. Instead of being so hard on myself, when like, like almost it could be negative that I think my strongest point, my worst point is that I'm I'm very hard on myself. Yeah. So if I'm doing good, it's great. But if I'm fucking up, like I let myself know. But I feel like sometimes I could let myself know to the extent where I'm actually causing a lot more negativity instead of being like, "Listen, this was the problem. This is how you can prevent it next time." You know, that'd be more of a gentle way to a gentle way to handle the situation, versus being like smashing your head against the wall, being pat. You're no, a I, fucking. I, no, no, I don't
1: mean that. What I'm saying is, you're hard on yourself, like just like how I am. If I feel like I'm not doing enough, I get upset with myself. And what I'm saying is embrace that. Embrace that feeling where it's like, man, am I doing enough? You know It's like, you know what? Maybe I should just be doing more. Just the mindset that's saying, oh, I need a vacation. It's like, why do you need a vacation? If you're – when are you most happy? You want a vacation yeah. versus need a vacation. Yeah, but when are you most happy? When I know. I, happy? I figured this out last week. Like what with, with work, I, you know, I have times where I'm like, man, I fucking hate this. But when I'm sitting there and I'm actually – super productive and I feel like I'm working towards something and I'm like figuring out the deal and like playing in the game. That's when I'm happy. Like, and if I can get myself to be like that in everything I do, I would never need a vacation because I love what I do. Like people talk about the work life balance. You need to have a work life balance. Like, fuck that. How about you just have life? You only got life. Work shouldn't be a bad thing. Work should be a thing where it's like you are in love with work. Some
0: people aren't that fortunate. I know. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's the revelation I came to that I haven't been happy because I keep getting stuck in these dead end jobs where it's okay. It's good for the first few months. And then I hit a point. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I just going to bounce around from, you know, these jobs one to another, or am I going to commit to something that I can grow To whatever limit I want to because I'm passionate about it and that was like really what I had to look at because it's really easy to fucking get a six figure job fucking you know get go to college get a six-figure job and be
1: fucking miserable for all these years yeah because you get sucked in you're like all right this is my life now yeah it's like people settle that's why I'm like the average the middle class they've settled they've quit on themselves they quit. They are like, okay, this is it. I want to grow up. I want to make my fucking Roth IRA. When I hit 55 years old, I'm going to retire and relax, get this one house, have my little picket white fence. It's like, no, I don't want I don't want that. I want, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not here just to sit down. I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to do some crazy shit, you know? That's what I'm saying. You have to. Because... And like with you saying what you just said, like you're at a part in your life where you're like, I want to hone in all this energy that I have. And I want to enjoy it. And I know, if, say, this fitness thing, if you want to do something with it, I know you're not going to have a problem doing the the tedious tasks to get to where you want to go. Because if you do have the drive and you are obsessed with becoming the best fitness fucking guru or coach or life coach, whatever you're thinking about doing, you're going to take all the steps. And it's not going to be work. There's not going to be a work-life balance. It's going to be my life is this and it's fucking success.
0: Dude, it's right. Okay, so it's funny you say that. So my uncle, he uh – he owns or works part one of the uh, like um, Charles Schwab firms mm-hmm. for life insurance, and before I got into my last sales job, I saw him probably about over a year ago. He does really well, um, and I was like, you know, how do you like how do you like your job? And he's been doing this for years. He's been doing sales basically since he was a teenager. Yeah, and he says he says it's not work. He says he says it. My job makes me who I am. It's part of my life. Yeah. Um. And I didn't really understand it at the time. And now, especially after what you said, it really just reminded me of that is that if you doing something that you love and you obsess over For some reason you're quiet now. You were loud and
1: now you're quiet and I'm sorry to interrupt you but No, it's alright.
0: If you if you do something that you obsess over, um, it's you. Yeah. You're not you're you're not selling the life insurance at that point. You're just selling you trying to help somebody else. That's yeah. it. Um what the fuck, dude? That's why I really looked at it like I need intensity. I need fire in my life. Yeah. Because my problem is I get myself in trouble. If I don't have enough fire, oh. then I go looking for fire. You know, that's where I usually find myself in between a rough and a
1: hard place. Mm-hmm. And I heard um, on, in the book I was reading, he talks about his dad They're having a talk and the dad says, son, you don't have to love what you do to love what you do. And when he said that, what he was referring to was his dad wanted these, like uh, these chestnut trees or something like some some type of tree in his front yard, because that's what he loved having these beautiful trees in his house. But he would also go out there and pick up all the branches and all the sticks. And his son would be like, do you like doing that? Do you like picking up these sticks and stuff? And he's like, that's what he said. You don't have to love what you do to love what you do. He loved. So like, because he loved having his trees, it's all worth it doing the thing. So like, Cold calling. I don't like cold calling, but I like being a fucking great salesman. I like, I love being closing deals. I love getting that cash. Seeing a bigger picture. Yeah, So what it's like, like do yeah. you love cold calling? No, I don't, but I love doing what I'm doing. So you don't have to love it in cold calling. We, you, we know in sales, that's, mm-hmm. you gotta do it. <laughs> it's just like what you gotta do. Right. You gotta, you gotta put the building blocks in yeah. and get that foundation. It's, it's, it's being in love with that greater picture. Mm-hmm. But and you have to
0: have a greater picture. I feel like that's yeah. where my biggest issue has been before in the past is I've had an image and I've achieved the image. But once I got there, I'm like, uh, maybe I'm like caught, almost caught off guard sometimes like, okay, yeah. I didn't expect to get here. Now what the fuck am I
1: doing? Yeah here? What I would say for that, and you know we've talked about this has pretty much been the main topic of every single one of our podcasts is that if you're this would be my advice. if you're someone out there that doesn't have you know a goal, or you feel like you have no direction, I would sit down, break out a piece of paper, and write down where you want to be in 10 years. Like, where's your image? And I mean, shoot for the fucking stars and start writing down everything you know about yourself because you got to self-evaluate. Like, who am I? What am I good at? What are my skills? Uh, brother, father, what, 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 what am I bad at? What am I bad at? Write it all down. Just get exactly what yourself. And then you then you put, if you put a dream, it's like, I want to own a fucking jet. Then maybe you go into like, how how would I own a jet? how does you just start writing shit and then these ideas are to start coming i think i'm a strong believer that when you believe you're going to be successful even if you don't have a direction you look at every opportunity and situation differently because you're constantly thinking you're constantly you're thinking for, for something yeah. you'll be walking down the street and you're like now that you have this mindset it's like, I'm the mo- fucking i'm the best businessman there is in the world now you start looking at things a little bit different someone brings up something you're like oh Maybe that's a good idea. And you start evaluating, you learn more, and you get hungry.
0: The big thing is to stay humble um, with situations like that, though, because when you do get – the one f- negative is when you do get that mentality, if you get shook, because your ego is high at that point. Yeah, you got to keep it And if, you, it if you don't keep your ego in check, and then let's say you, you're so confident that you got a sale or you're the you know the best salesman, and all of a sudden somebody else comes along and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Like, well that's you can it. look at it two ways. You can look at it two ways. One, like, all right, that's that's who I'm chasing because you're always going to be chasing somebody. Somebody's always going to be ahead of you. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Um, or you can look at it like, fuck, maybe I'm not as good as I, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, if you, if you have that mindset, hopefully the goal with that mindset is that that you're doing everything you can in your power. You're completely committed to what you want. So, if someone, and the, the issue that you're saying, like when uh, you get an ego, is when you start thinking, I don't need to do the steps anymore. I don't need to do the cold call. I don't need to study at night. I don't need to go on my runs in the morning. I don't need it. And you're like, I'm already too good. That's when you're fucked up. But if you constantly keep that fire lit, you're always looking for that next thing. So you should always be going, you know? No, you're right. But yeah, but it's hard to do. It's hard. That's why I'm excited to finish that book. Yeah, man. It's. uh it's an it, It's it's. I'm gonna it,
0: buy it for you for your birthday. It's yeah, my birthday's <laughs> coming up in a few weeks. We we'll go skydiving. Just give me a few likes. That's all I want. <laughs> 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 no, um, but uh.
1: Where are we at right now?
0: We are. We're getting there. We're about 40 minutes in.
1: Okay. Um. Uh, so so, wow.
0: That was good, dude. That was that was an aggressive little approach. I think it was nice that we. We took a step back, and we—I feel like maybe if you're listening,
1: could contribute. We always take a step back on Saturdays. It's our thing, man. Hey, what do you think about? No, I want to talk about it some real quick. And I, it's kind of excited me. Like you, I bought. Obviously, I bought a drum set. Uh, you might be able to see it in that camera. It's a little electric, cheap thing. And music has been like a huge um, factor in my life. I grew up with music. My brothers all play music. My parents play music. So. I love it. And I'm like, it excites me to see like, if you and Travis get on the drum set and just mess around because, um, I was thinking about this and I think I've said it before, but music is, you know, it's, it's like a extremely intimate, you know? So let me
0: ask you this because something that's been going on with me, is this about music or no? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <know> Indirectly <laughs> it does have to do with music. Um, so I agree. Music can have a large effect on my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, depending if i'm listening to rap rock or no music at all so i went through an extended period i drove somebody out to san diego earlier this week and when i was driving back it was about five hour drive mm-hmm. five and a half hours i turned my radio off the whole entire way back and i didn't turn it on again until thursday so i had, drove three days in my car without listening to music what the fuck dude? and <laughs> i mean it was almost like 10 hours worth of driving and just silence Just silence, listening just with the window open and stuff. And I almost feel like music affects me emotionally in a certain way that the only way I could really look inside – because I I do a lot of thinking when I drive. The only way I could really look inside and take a step inside is if nothing else was playing a factor
1: in how I was feeling besides – Yeah, but I I think even when the sound of driving with the windows down and the air flowing – that in itself yeah it's beautiful. someone could call that a music you know and that t- it and like how i look at music is it's it's not a, it's a time machine and it's a teleportation device because certain songs take you places it takes you it can take you to a memory a very very fond memory it can take you to a a, a terrible place it can take you to a, a empowerment it can change so many different factors and so it's like even that sound of nature, the music of, of Mother Earth, is it takes you to a certain place. And that and that serenity that you get from that does produce some great thoughts. But then at the same time, it's like, that's what's cool. It's like when you listen to a really, really good song and you want to share it with someone else. Uh, my friend tweeted this. She's like, it's crazy how when you share music, it's intimate because it's like you're, you want them to experience what you're experiencing through the sound. No, I get you. It's like a it's a feeling it's almost like a drug
0: in its own way yeah um,
1: and i'm kind of sad because you know travis he's working uh he does sales accounts for fedex and he, was, he said he was talking to the people with gibson uh the guitar and they say their sales i mean they're fine but their sales on actually selling guitars is really really low people don't buy guitars as much as they used to and i'm like man if i like me without music i would not be who i am if i could not play music music is that much of an impact on my life. And it's sad to see that there's a lot of people now, like a lot of kids growing up that just don't play instruments. What do you think about overplayed songs? Cause I feel like I've listened to a lot of songs that
0: had a very strong emotional impact on me. And four or five days later I was like, I don't even want to listen to this song anymore. <laughs> well, um, Yeah. I, I overplayed I the feel fuck like out of Weezer, dude. I feel like that's like anything else in a sense. But then you could not listen to that song for a while and you hear it again and yeah, you know the like, same feelings come back. Yeah, it comes back. That's
1: crazy, man, to think about. Especially when you hear a new song,
0: mm-hmm. you're like, wow. Yeah, that's.
1: I, I was, it was raining. I was driving in New Mexico, fucking barren-ass wasteland, but it was sprinkling. There was like the sun was setting and um, House of Cards by Radiohead came on. And dude, it took me somewhere, man. I was like, wow. And, and I've been, I played it every day since that day. I fucking overplay the shit out of it because the feeling I get now when I, I listen to it, it takes me to that memory of when it first came on, and I'm. It's a, a place of, like, calm. And peace. And that's what that song does. That's why I like music, man. I, I hope if anybody's out there and wants to learn an instrument, do it, man. Fucking do it. It's a great. It's a great thing,
0: man. I would like to. Whenever I hear. Like my favorite sound is an acoustic guitar with a good
1: voice behind it. Wow. I'm telling you, once you get you out of drums, and the moment me and you start jamming, because I'll play some guitar and you'll figure it out. And you can, there's a point when musicians start playing together that it's like a conversation happens with right. no words. We say it's like talking work, guns. You know, bro. You're you're talking exactly to each other, and you you start feeling each other's. Moods and what they're gonna do next, and it just it like feeds it like feeds back and forth, like oh you're doing this, I'm gonna do this and do that, and it's like all of a sudden you're just painting this crazy picture together, and you're not even saying any words. That's why I love
0: music, man. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I've never really given myself a chance with music, but I would love to be able to perform in front of people. Remember we were so this is a little flashback story when we were down in Georgia. a group of us had went down there for uh, when we were all stationed in DC. One of our buddies lived down in Georgia, had a lake house. Yeah, um, and I don't know who the guy was, but he was there, and he was he was oh, smoking cigarettes and that. he was playing guitar outside. Yeah, and it really stuck with me ever since because he was just playing kind of like like country soul uh, music on the guitar. He's banging on the guitar and playing it, and was singing too. And He was singing and. That shit was awesome. Somebody's like, you know, how, how much do you practice this and that? And he just said he just kind of did it for fun, and he just kind of picked it up. And, like, I think that's what I enjoyed so much about it was how soothing it was and how real it was because there was no there was no benefit
1: besides him playing his soul out, you know? Yeah. Like, Well, it, obviously, because he loves what he's doing. It's not like he probably doesn't even look at practicing like practicing. He's just like, I'm enjoying this. I enjoy playing music i enjoy learning new songs i enjoy doing it and that's the same philosophy with what i was saying earlier it's like when you find something that you're obsessed with work is no longer work it's just tedious things that you do because you love the 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 big picture of it he loved guitar so it's like practice what do you mean i don't practice i just play play every day and i love doing that because i like being good at it but I think that's where I've been like a little turned off where
0: my head's been a little fucked up is that my goal has been to make money for a while and it's like okay you're gonna make the money but what the fuck are you gonna be doing to make that money and how much time are you gonna be investing in that to make that money and it has to be worth your time because eventually you're gonna get tired of it man I feel like eventually you get tired of something unless you're passionate about it yeah and that's what the big like I said revelation was is consistency take a look if you're having a hard time figuring out my advice would be if you're having a hard time figuring out what you really want to do just look over the past five years about what's been the most consistent thing in your life and also what gives you that feeling of happiness or fulfillment you know and take that and if you're good at it you're fucking blessed because somebody will pay you to do it somewhere as long as you take the right steps to get there um, and I think that's really what I feel right now is that I've been work- walking on a dirt road, and I feel like maybe it's time to start paving my road and fucking get to the city, you know? Yeah. That's where I'm at.
1: Same. Well, yeah, I know where I want, man. I know where I want to go. I just want to get there. Dude, I don't know what that clicking is, but it's probably one of our chords. Yeah. Where are we at? We, we're, we're, we can We can, We can. wrap this up. Yeah, we can We can go. We, we got to wrap this up. I know our, this one's a little bit shorter than normal, but... I we think got we got a lot of good info out there, though. We got a, some people are waiting on us. We okay. get out of here. We are the party. We are the pot. We are. You know
0: who you are. Yeah,
1: you're listening. Dirty dogs. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Shout out. <Okay>. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you know what? I'll do this. I got all right. This. Please do. <sighs> I got this. This is episode 16. 16 episode 16 of life as we know it podcast with jacob ham and patrick solomon we love coming we love doing this every saturday stand by because this is going to be the number one podcast in the world got that it will be it, will be it will be and go ahead and i hope you guys enjoy this make sure you like if you liked it if not dislike that bitch and tell me why so we can fix it look if you just uh, dis- look forward at the camera oh boom is that so a we thumbnail got a, we got a thumbnail all right um so yeah, like, subscribe, Twitter, um, or Instagram, Facebook, Stitcher, iTunes, all that good stuff. Yo, somebody talks shit about us. Also, somebody who gave us our first dislike. Yeah, what the fuck?
0: If If you had a problem. with <laughs> Hey, dude.
1: That means when you start getting haters, that means you're doing the right that's thing. That's one. That's one. That's one more person close to being be. Drive successful. that fire, motherfucker. God Bring bless. on the haters.
0: Hey, my uh, my favorite uh, or my favorite number is 17. So. Stand by. Maybe I'll think of something creative before next Saturday. You can take
1: your shirt off on the podcast? No, 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 Oh, what was
0: that? I don't know. I gotta look Please excited. don't do that
1: on the podcast. Sorry. I'll maintain <laughs> professional. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: I'm all right, guys. This is it. This been was fun. wrapping it up. Episode 16 in the bags. Peace out.